hello and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker, and I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today we look at hardwiring happiness, the practical science of reshaping your brain and your life by Rick Hansen. A well-known idea in medicine and psychology is that how you feel and act, both over the course of your life and in specific relationships and situations, is determined by three factors challenges you face, the vulnerabilities these challenges grind on, and the strengths you have for meeting your challenges and protecting your vulnerabilities. Inner strengths are fundamental to the happy, productive, and loving life. For example, research on just one strength, positive emotions, shows that these reduce reactivity and stress help heal psychological wounds and improve resilience, well-being and life satisfaction. Positive emotions encourage the pursuit of opportunities. They create positive cycles. They promote success. They also strengthen your immune system, protect your heart and foster a healthier and longer life. On average, about a third of person's strengths are innate, built into his or her genetically based temperament talents, mood and personality, the other two-thirds are actually developed over time. You get them by growing them. Letting your mind be, simply observing your experience, gives you relief and perspective, like stepping out of a movie screen and watching from 20 rows back. Letting the stream of consciousness run on its own helps you stop chasing what's pleasant and struggling with what's unpleasant. First, be with your experience. Observe it and accept it for what it is, even if it's painful. Second, when it feels right, which could be a matter of seconds with a familiar worry or a matter of months or years with the loss of a loved one, begin letting go of whatever is negative. For example, relax your body to reduce tension. Third, again, when it feels right, after you have released some or all of what was negative, replace it with something positive. See, the brain takes its shape from what the mind rests upon. In effect, what you pay attention to, what you rest your mind on, is the primary shaper of your brain. Sticks have a more urgent and more urgency and impact than carrots. If you fail to get a carrot today, you'll have another a chance to get one tomorrow. But if you fail to avoid a stick today, wham! No more carrots forever. Rule number one in the wild is eat lunch today and don't be lunch today. Your brain has a hair trigger readiness to go negative simply to help you survive. Even when you feel relaxed and happy and connected, your brain keeps scanning for potential dangers, disappointments, and interpersonal issues. A key aspect of the negativity bias 
is the special power of fear. We routinely overestimate threats and underestimate opportunities and resources. At the same time, negative experiences sensitize the brain to the negative, making it more easier to have even more negative experiences in a vicious cycle. When you tilt towards the good, you're not denying or resisting the bad, you're simply acknowledging and using the good. You are aware of the whole truth, all of the tiles of the mosaic of life, not only the negative ones. You recognize the good in yourself and in others, in the world, and in the future that we can make together. And when you choose to, you take it in. Taking in the good is a deliberate internalization of positive experiences in implicit memory. And it involves four simple steps. Number one, have a positive experience. Number two, enrich it. Number three, absorb it. And number four, link positive and negative material. That spells out heal for you. Taking in the good is not about chasing after pleasure or chasing away pain. It is about bringing the chase to an end. When you get good experiences into your brain, when you build up the sense of being already peaceful, contented, and loved, your well-being becomes increasingly unconditional, less dependent on external conditions, such as a partner being nice or a good day at work. As your positive mental states become positive neural traits, you gradually rest in happiness that emerges naturally inside of you. Once you start having a good experience, a natural tendency is to want to keep hold of it. But if you do this, you no longer are flowing with the experience and are instead standing apart from it, trying to freeze it, trying to possess it. Then there's no more good experience. It's like listening to the music and you hear a great riff and you try to replay it in your mind while the song continues, the enjoyment goes out of the music. Therefore, the art is to like the good experiences without wanting them. Liking involves enjoying, appreciating, relishing. By wanting, I mean driveness, insistence, compulsion, pressure, grasping after, getting attached to, craving and clinging. So how do you get to find good facts in life? You're not making anything up. You are seeing what's true, what's objective reality. Recognizing good facts does not deny bad facts. You're simply focusing on facts that could legitimately prompt a good experience. Often we see a good fact, but we don't have any feelings about it. This seemingly small step from idea to embodied experience is critically important for without is not much to install in your brain. In terms of building neural structure, what matters is not the event or the circumstance or even the condition itself, but your experience of it. Knowing without feeling is like a menu without a meal. Sometimes it is impossible to notice or to create a good experience. The mind could be shattered by agonizing pain or a terrible loss. 
or smothered by an overwhelming depression or flooded with panic. Then all you can do is ride out the storm, being with it, letting it be, and hopefully with some underlying compassion for yourself. But most of the time, it is possible to notice or to create a good experience, whether it's looking around for something you like seeing, recognizing your own good intentions, or thinking of someone you love. Or it could be as simple as shifting in your chair to a more comfortable position. Recognize that each day offers many ways to generate a good experience, feels good in its own right. Imagine discovering that you could give experiences to a dear friend or to someone who was hurting. It would probably make you happy to know that you could do this. Well, you have the same power to give good experiences to yourself. Have a positive experience. Seeing life as an opportunity is very much a positive experience. So please, do help out. It is easy. Like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.